Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for January 3. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. How often when we pray, do we simply focus on what we want? Yes, when catastrophic events occur, such as conflict in the Middle East, we pray for God's mercy. But in the main, when we pray, don't we expect God to answer our personal requests so that we can enjoy life to the full? The quest for life in all its fullness is not new. Back in the 1960s, the answer was sex, drugs and rock and roll. Yet the aspirations of the themes of love, sweet love, and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and Woodstock, reveal their dark side in the nightmare of Charles Manson and his set. The hopes and dreams of the 1960s proved to be false. Two millennia ago, in the first century Roman world, people often looked for solutions in spiritual experiences. And, as happens today, some of these ideas begin to spill over into the life of the early churches, the church in Colossae, for example. While there doesn't seem to have been a specific false teaching there, Paul the Apostle saw the need in his letter to challenge a false understanding of fullness that went beyond the truth of God's gospel that the Colossians had embraced. Indeed, from comments Paul makes in chapter 2, of his letter, we learned the Colossians wanted a knowledge and an experience of God that seems to have been influenced by a Jewish mysticism, macabre mysticism, that claimed to carry, as if in a chariot, anyone who scrupulously observed the law into the very presence of God. To provide some context, in the first part of chapter 1 of his letter, Paul had thanked God for the faith, love and hope of the believers in Colossae. These people had responded to the breaking news about God that Paul speaks of as the word of the truth. He continues with a prayer of petition. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you. Now it's important we note for what he prays asking God that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Paul prays for two aspects of growth. In verse 9 he prays for growth in their knowing God, their relationship with God. Hence he uses words such as knowledge, wisdom, understanding. In verse 10 he prays for growth in their lifestyle and so words like living a life, pleasing, bearing fruit. There's an instructive link between knowing God and lifestyle. Paul prays for growth in the depth of understanding of God and His ways, so that God's people may grow in a life of godly integrity. This is essential if we want to see spiritual vitality. For example, Back in Psalm 143 and verse 10, we read, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on a level path. Significantly, the psalm doesn't say, Lord, teach me your will, but rather, teach me to do your will. The psalm writer knows God's will, but needs to be taught to live it. 
This is why Paul asks that the Colossians may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Spiritual wisdom picks up an Old Testament theme. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is not an abject fear of God, but rather the humble recognition of God's might, majesty, dominion and power. And the word fullness, Paul's prayer points to the way we can begin to experience life to the full. It involves a spiritual understanding that comes not through some ecstatic spiritual experience or repetitious mantra, but through an understanding of the will of God, learned through regular and thoughtful Bible reading. As with every relationship, getting to know God and the experiences of life takes time. All this is not simply an abstract exercise. As we come to know God and His mind, so our perspective on life and our lives are changed. We increasingly bear the fruit of living life to the full. Indeed, a clearer understanding of God and a richer relationship with Him equips us to live lives more worthy of Him. All this includes discerning ways we can be more responsible in our relationships with the people with whom we live, as well as our responsible care of God's creation. So let me pray. O God, who by the leading of a star revealed your beloved Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we, who know you now by faith, may after this life enjoy the splendour of your glorious presence, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. John Mason is the speaker and writer of this week's podcast. The prayers are from an Australian prayer book 1978 and the opening and closing music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.